Welcome to Study Buddy, meditation philosophy for the heart of your practice. This is a live online discussion of ancient yogic texts amongst meditation practitioners in the Shambhavananda Yoga tradition. My name is Acharya Satyam, resident teacher at Konalani Yoga Ashram in Hawaii, and I welcome you with love and respect. Welcome to the party that we're throwing tonight uh, based on creative consciousness. So uh, good to see everyone. Y'all excited to do some writing? Shar, good to see you. The nice ceiling. I see some gymnastics rings there. That's pretty sweet. Love that. Gotta appreciate that. Marcella, how's it going? Good to see you. Gita, good to see you. Welcome back. Oop, got a loud uh, notification. Sorry about that. Omkari, so good to have you every week now. This is awesome. And thanks for teaching uh, meditation for our level one. Oh, really appreciate that. All right, Roseanne, there you are. Cool. All right, so the focal point for the, the, the concept that we're going to try to sort of start working with in this class is I'm organizing so that this class falls after the Vigyana Bhairava class. And in the past, we used to do two of those. So there'd be more time for discussion, et cetera. Um, but I, I'm really liking this schedule. And so the, the idea is that I can use this class um, as a way to revisit the material because potentially you had a good experience with it from last week. I know I got a few comments from people uh, that said it was really working for them um, and that that could become fodder for our free writing experience, or it doesn't have to go that direction at all for you, um, but it has the potential. So at least you, we always know we have that, that material in our back pocket. Um, last time we had this class a month ago, it was sort of one of those, like, what's going on? This is so good. Like, everybody's writing was like so real and it was like everybody really had something to share all right yogita welcome and uh it just sort of blew us away um uh you know in marcella i thought she was just giving some amazing like feedback his feedback on writing is is not you know easy to do so i'm really excited i think our goal um when marcella and i were working on the the sort of the the layout of this class is to have um, about a half hour for discussion and sharing of what we write. Um, so I'm going to recap a little bit of the sutra or the dharana that we worked with last week. Um, we're going to have a 10-minute free write. We're going to have a significant, oh, we're going to meditate, sorry, before that, um, that will feed into our free write. We'll have a significant amount of time for discussion. Um, so any questions or comments about that or? You guys ready to roll? Cool. All right. Yogita took a sip of water, so I got to take a sip of water. That's the rule. All right. So, yep. Then Roseanne and Char have taken sips. So anyone else need to? Um, so the turn of the breath is the focal point of Dharna 2. Dharna is 1, 2, 3, and 4 take us through a progressive experience of how to work with the space between our breaths. 
it starts by talking about, let's, hey, let's watch the breath. Hey, let's watch the turn of the breath. Hey, let's watch the pause between the breath. And then let's lean into that pause a little bit. So we're going to come up to those in a little bit. But this week, um, it's all about the turn of the breath. Um, and so what we find is that the turn of the breath is, is this incredibly um, sort of tactile way of actually starting to feel the pause in a very natural and surrendered way. It's almost like the pause comes to you when we're each individually ready. Um, and so just to take a moment with that, with that dharana from Paul Rep's translation. As breath turns from down to up, and again, as breath curves from up to down, through both these turns, realize. So we all know where the breath is turning. We all know where the breath is curving. You know, we, we know where that space is. But the artistry and the depth of this dharna come from really trying to not know where it is, to feel it for the first time, to really, sorry about that, to really let it happen. And from a science, I found a scientific perspective of this moment to be very illuminating. Um, just sort of recapping this concept of the cake that you're slicing in half and then in quarters and then in eighths and then in sixteenths and then 30 seconds and then 64ths, the slices keep getting infinitely smaller, just like the distance uh, for that pendulum swinging up keeps getting infinitely smaller towards its turning point. But when does it reach that turning point? You know, when is the, when are the cake slices literally zero? According to math, that moment is almost impossible to predict. Uh, it can, it does exist, but um, from an experiential perspective, it's almost outside the realm of sort of our physical capacity or even calculatable capacity to predict that moment. Um, and so the yogic tradition, you know, guides us to say, okay, we'll feel the whole trajectory to that moment. And then from that moment, and it will guide you towards an experience of stillness. You may not know where it happens. You may not be able to say this is what it is, but you'll have an experience and it will arrive. And so we were told by uh, Lakshmanju that when this state, when this experience arrives, there is sort of an upsurge of, of energy in the central channel, not necessarily literally like a a surge like we might initially think of it, but we know this as just basically feeling like your energy's flowing, right? So, Shar, thanks for being on board here. You can read the quote for us. By the Anusandana, or one pointed awareness of these two pauses, the mind becomes introverted. And the activity of both prana and apana ceases, and there is the upsurge of madhya dasa, that is, the path of the madhya nadi 
or Shashumna becomes open. Excellent. All right, so by one pointed awareness on these two pauses, which was sort of an, a wake up call um, last week, I think in our discussion that, oh, from Andrew, she was like, oh yeah, there's two. Um, inhales and exhales sort of cease to have their presence. It's almost like normally we only see the inhale and the exhale, but when we start focusing on the pauses, it's like we only see the pauses and the inhale and exhale are almost like parts of the pause. Weird to the mind, but actually pretty straightforward in experience. It's almost like the pause starts to, you start to feel like, oh, this is going towards the pause. This is going away from the pause. And the inhale and the exhale themselves sort of disappear. And that's when this path of vertical energy, of Shakti, of just feeling your energy starting to flow occurs. Right. And then finishing this concept, um, when we, from Lakshmanju, uh, when we maintain uninterrupted awareness of these two voids, by this way of treading on the process, on this process, the formation of Bhairava is revealed. The Vigyana Bhairava talks about what is the path we must tread? What is the path we must tread? This is the path we must tread. Uninterrupted awareness of these two pauses um, guides us to the experience of of our true nature and so we also i also wanted to plant the seed that we finish class this is the last minute here um by talking about the pauses between activities i know jatila was working with that a ton uh we were talking about that um but the the turns the literal turns we make in our day um are also these pauses these spaces of quote unquote nothingness but obviously there's a lot happening in those spaces, in those turns. So that's all the time we have for the recap. So now we're gonna, we're gonna shift gears and move in. We're gonna meditate. That'll guide us into our free writing session. And then we'll have the remainder of class for discussion. All right, so make sure you feel comfortable. And start by lengthening the inhale and exhale, making them smooth and even. You start, you know, with the physical breath, the pauses, they're really, in my experience, sort of the, the subtle. So we have to sort of work our way there. And so you can feel this pendulum of the breath, the inhale and the exhale. Swinging effortlessly, you know, curving, turning. And try to feel that curve, that turn of the breath, those turns. 
try to sort of almost enjoy that moment. You know, when you're like on a swing set, that moment's like that lightness, that um, sort of weightless moment. Try to be there for that. I think when you're on a swing set, especially when you're younger, you really do savor that moment. Feel free to layer in the Hamsa or Soham mantra. And as you feel steady on this swing, the swing set of the breath. As you feel like you're there for the inhale, you're there for the exhale. Let yourself release your effort a little at around those pauses so that you feel like you're loosening your grip on the breath. And then as the inhale or exhale comes back to you, you know, there's a natural sort of effort of breathing, but then you have another chance to loosen your grip around the pause. Just try to breathe with this light, lighter grip. Let yourself encounter the concept of the pie slices. <clears throat> the feeling of getting closer and closer to that turn of the breath and feeling that infinitely sliced space, that infinitely halved space that guides you towards a moment that math can barely predict. And it guides you away from that moment. As breath turns from down to up, and again, as breath curves from up to down, through both these turns, realize 
Notice which turn of the breath is easier for you to feel. And try to bring a little bit more awareness to the one that's not as easy. If it helps, you can imagine your breath as a big circle, and it really does nothing but turn. Feel it travel on that circle, flowing.
through both these turns, realize. Stay open to this bigger goal, an experience that resides in this experience, in this turn. Realize. Encounter that in your own way, in your practice. Allow the eyes to slowly open for the last minute of practice. And just use this time to continue focusing on the turns of the breath. And try to make it natural, effortless something you feel like you could sustain easily. And we'll shift into our free writing experience and this is an opportunity to explore. This is the where the class, this is it. Like this is the moment we're sort of working up towards um, allowing yourself to become a conduit to uh, express yourself creatively while remaining conscious. And there's really nothing stopping you. There's no limitation to your expression. You don't have to write spiritually. You are spiritual. You've done practice. And now you're expressing yourself and just allowing yourself to consider. You can write about this experience, the turn of the breath. You can write about turning in your life. You can write about it metaphorically. You could write about totally different thing that you're working on and you're using this time for that. 
Awesome. So wherever you're at, we're going to write for 10 minutes. Uh, if possible, try to let yourself keep writing um, without any self-editing. Um, and, uh, and then we'll have time at the end to reread it and to share a little bit. So if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. I'm going to put a timer on the screen.
just a little less than a minute remaining. All right, taking a moment to reread what you wrote. Underlining as you go something that stands out to you as a keyword, perhaps, or phrase. When you feel up to it, you can just throw a keyword or phrase into the chat box as a way of titling what you wrote. Sometimes titling what you wrote can feel like, why, why do all that? Why do that extra work? I personally see it as like the, um, it's almost like the almost like the we were working at the subtle level when we were writing and i feel like the titling of it is almost like going to like the causal level like at the heart where you're really trying to feel like the essence almost as they say with matrika shakti where the words are almost hidden in the heart but you can feel it and so it like forces you to really go what's the seed of this All right, Marcel, you want to read a few with me? Let's see if you wrote. Yeah, you already wrote yours. So. Yes. All right. Uh, struggling to find ease is disease or dis-ease. Nice. Hmm. Spaces filled with somethingness. Endless possibility. Moving towards stillness. Intention. 
enamored with silence. Decidedly liminal, no more. Hmm. Here we go. So as you can see, those um, titles are amazing. Uh, what I really love about this class is it's, it just, just illustrates to me like we all invest so much in our spiritual practice that we are actually incredibly creative people. And those quotes, wherever they are on your screen, uh, to me, I'm like, I want to read every single one. Um, Gita, would you like to start us up? Just because I don't know, you know, I haven't heard from you in a little bit. Just elaborating on your section or reading from what you wrote, either one. Uh, I, Marcella, does that sound right? What, which, what is that just reading from what she wrote or do you think elaborating? What do you think? Either one. Sometimes the, what we wrote can be a little uh jumbled so it might be easier to just talk about it so either way cool i'm going to read two paragraphs then yay <laughs> what to say about the experience other than i never found the rhythm or ease i kept wondering what i was supposed to feel and where though i appreciated the cue to feel the turn at the inhalation Hadn't noticed that uh, pause until the cue was given. It's easy to feel and notice the pause and turn at the top of the inhalation and before the exhalation. I can see the advantage of pausing between one activity and the next. It's a wonderful way to get centered, gather energy, and be open to what's emerging that has the best potential for success. Excellent. So basically, the meditation is hard, but when I do it in the practical world, uh, there's an ease. So, yeah, that was really interesting because what was coming up um, for me was I kind of worked backwards like that a little bit too, where it's like, um, I was like noticing like the like how the transitions in life you know like that time of transition is so like full of opportunity but a lot of the time it's full of like worry or trying to make the right decision or deciding what to do or already just thinking about what you're about to do and then but we have the opportunity to be like really present and surrendered in that moment and really experience it and then thinking about that brought me to um, how the practice of noticing the transitions in the breath is like impossible to do unless you are being present and surrendered. So it's like they really work together and you, like, yeah, they really just work together. Practicing one helps the other. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It's almost, it really, uh, that pause if you're not paying attention is I like you said impossible to notice it really is the without folk it's like you can sort of feel the inhale and exhale without noticing but it's like you can't feel the pause huh well thanks Gita for starting us up and Marcella thanks for that comment um Char uh or Jatila 
Um, would you like to read a little bit from what you wrote or whatever direction you want to go there? Yeah, I wanted to read a little of what I wrote and it's pretty similar to what Marcella was just saying about the transition in life. So heading towards the pause was a definitive time in my life. I was barreling forwards towards the pause, unconsciously pushing and striving. I had no reason to know a pause was coming, but suddenly it did. Sometimes I basked in the glory of that pause, bike rides with the sweet bay air against my face, long endless walks on expansive warm beaches. Some nights the pause was agony and I didn't see an end in sight. I wanted to be useful, engaged in my life, passionate about something. Instead, it felt like the liminal space was swallowing me. Today, I feel myself barreling equally fast away from that pause. I wonder if my life will ever be as slow, soft, uncomplicated as it was then. But I'm happier now, inching towards something more and more meaningful every day. I feel my world growing and my role in it expanding. I am busy and throwing myself gleefully and with abandon into new projects, decidedly liminal, no more. Mm -hmm. Now I must remind myself to take those pauses when the opportunity comes. In a pauseless life, there is magic in stillness. That was lovely. Wow. <laughs> I love how like the pauses are, you know, it can be like a, a tiny moment of like getting up out of bed or it can be like a long drive or like you could, you're saying like these big shifts in life. Like I'm sure everybody can think back of like these, I can think of like really like big moments in my life where I'm like wow that was like a big transition and I, I it was really interesting how you were saying like you know sometimes we walk outside and all of a sudden it like catches us by surprise like oh wow look how feel how nice the air feels today and then you're in that pause and you didn't even know it um that was really interesting and then also about like basically being bored <laughs> being like oh wow I'm in this like this pause moment and like how am I going to deal with that and that's kind of interesting how it's how how grateful I guess I am for the practice and how like that teaches us how to handle those like moments where the pause um, kind of catches us by surprise thanks Marcella and Shar yeah I wanted I was just going to throw a follow-up comment to, to what you're writing Shar um that was really uh like a beautiful journey um you know i feel like uh you i, I saw this like um arc of it's almost it, you were barreling towards the pause and then the pause happened and it was different than we thought you know almost like if you were in a cocoon and it's like you know, you're like, oh, it's going to come after this. And like, but it is like, it was sort of like, you know, uh, you're sort of a little bit alone and it's sometimes like uh, nebulous and there's, 
not been clear about this. I thought this was like, but like, yet there's all this energy. And then you talk about basically like, okay, then something, and then you, you know, you're growing and transforming from that time and realizing like, oh, that had a purpose. And now I'm in a different phase and I'm relating to this. Is, am I not? Is there no pause where I am now? You know, or is there something, an energetic aspect that is present in each of those phases? I really feel like you had like the dis disillusion, the pause, and then the creation phase. I feel like your, your writing sort of went through those three, that arc. And um, so that was, it was sort of a, a, a way of exploring, like from a, almost a memoir or just like a personal perspective uh, of the, that, that arc. Um, so I think if you ever wanted to revisit, you know, that piece that you just wrote, not that it's not already perfect, but almost like playing with that, that arc a little bit and almost allowing yourself to maybe linger in those in those spaces and almost elaborate on the experience of each one I, that seemed like it really had a lot going for it that was really nice thanks for sharing all that sounds like the outline to a really cool story it does huh almost like one of those like uh, i could even see it in the next uh, newsletter it just feels like you know where you're coming from or maybe the next intensive like experience talk kind of vibe that's has that feeling to it like oh a path to this moment that's cool All right, I've called on individuals, so I want to leave it in your court. Would, can I get a hand? Oh, Yogita, go for it. Well, I started off by thinking about what my goal was this week. And my goal was to do mantra and watch the breath through different activities. And so I started off by making a list of when it was easy to do this and when it was hard easy to do mantra and follow the breath when I'm walking, swimming, riding a bike, house cleaning, doing art by myself, listening to chants. Hard to do mantra and follow the breath when I'm talking, doing art with others, eating, dancing, listening to popular music. Um, and then the connection of the breath and the mantra. As I, I breathe in, I feel my chest rising and falling and going deeper inside as I breathe in and I breathe out open water. The breath washes over me like the waves in the ocean. No matter what the day is like, I feel good if I've done mantra all day. Um, and then, okay, watching the breath instead of doing the breath and the energy circulating through the body and what I wrote at here is after a while the up and down turns into a circular energy with no beginning and no end that's awesome I love the um that list <laughs> That's very, um, it's really nice to take a step back and like notice uh, where things are easier and more difficult. I know this week uh, at work, I was 
well, this week in general, I wanted to pay attention to transitions. And this work week has been absolutely the most insane work week that I have had in a very long time. Um, and so, yeah, I realize like in the morning where I start to pay attention to transitions and then go through the whole day and don't start again until I come home. I'm like, oh yeah, I was supposed to be doing that. <laughs> that was the plan. Um, but it's, but then, you know, it's no use like beating yourself up about it afterwards, but it's helpful to notice like, oh, okay, those are the areas where I can bring more attention. And all the time we're rushing. I mean, I think I forget things when I go out the door because I'm, you're rushing to do this and you're rushing to do that. If I could learn how to stop and pause in the middle of the, the rush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like that's why I always remember things whenever I sit down to meditate. It's like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, I finally relaxed enough so that I remembered the thing that I needed to remember, except now that I'm meditating, I don't really want to be thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, Yogita, with the rushing aspect. It's sort of like when you start to focus, I feel like with this turning, um, focusing on the turn, it's really focusing on on the quality of your breath. And um, and sometimes just if you if we recognize that we're actually rushing, um, like that that recognition right there is so valuable to just pay attention to the quality of your movement in those moments not necessarily like mantra right then, because maybe you can't, you were saying, you know, there's time you're literally talking or art or with other people or something. Um, but like you can pay attention to the quality of your movement. And I feel like um, that is this concept of watching the turn or the curve of the breath. It's saying like the quality of your breathing um, and not like trying to get to that end point which you sort of concluded on where you're like, when I really do focus on this quality, it becomes cyclical, endless. Yeah, that's, and I love the the list as well. And I'm, you know, it's such an insightful list. It's like a list that only a practitioner can make. It's, <laughs> it's, it's more, it's more valuable than it might seem at first. It's really, you know, it's like one of those lists. And then I want to go, I almost want to have it be like, I can see like that list almost being like, if I was picturing like a, uh, like a comic strip, like, um, you know, like the adult kinds that are actually drawn, like about real situations and people are talking, not necessarily Sunday comics, um, whatever those are called, like, what are those called? The books, graphic novels. And um, I could just see that list at the, you know, sort of indicating at the beginning, oh, this is when it's easy. And like, there's drawings of it being, easy. this one's hard. And then it's like, why is it easy? Why is it hard? Like almost like an exploration of that, like um, going into your life and, and just seeing like, and almost like that being the fodder for like, for that entry, you know, um, like you said, the idea of rushing was why it was harder. Um, it's not like it's necessarily easier or harder in these situations, but it's interesting to know what made it easier or harder. So that could almost be a little avenue for like a next phase of of that entry if you wanted to continue it. And then there's a point that you remember that you didn't remember to do mantra or watch the breath. I wait a minute, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
All right, Omkari, Roseanne. Roseanne, look, she's ready to roll. All right. Unmuted. Okay. Can you hear me? No? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm just going to read what I wrote. So it kind of um, is all over the place. But as I sit and watch the incense smoke rise and fall, twirl and twist, undulate, I find myself thinking about how our, our lives mingle and intertwine with family, friends, and even complete strangers. I am changed by any interaction, whether I know it or not. But when I have an intention, it seems to come to the forefront. It seems to mean more, question mark. Not sure that that is, that is true, but I feel the connection when my heart and mind are open to it. Maybe I only, and then I thought of something that happened today. Oh, today talking with a friend, but knowing I had one, two, three things to do and needed to make an appointment on time, I was so conscious. I actually found myself taking a deep breath and calming my mind and body as I wanted to move away from this person and do what I needed to do. But saying to myself, stay here, stay here, listen to this story, be present for this friend and for you not hard to do just do it i love that yeah that's also i love just the way that you wrote that because that was really uh representative of like sometimes how like free writing is where you thought like it just kind of changes direction um really quickly like when i go back and read mine it's it's always like that like even today, I started writing about one thing and then it totally changed uh, direction. So that's really great uh, to share because it doesn't always come out like very cohesive, like um, that's just not how our creativity always flows. And so that's really, really fun to, to relate to that. And then I like how almost it was the busyness that made you realize like to slow down and um it was because you had all of these other things to do that you then realized oh I'm not being present for this person and I think that was really I like that because I think that I know at work all the time that's what I have like oh I need to do this 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 and this and like just trying to rush through what I'm currently doing so I can get to all those other, all of those other things but we know that we can never be efficient that way, truly, even though it feels like we're being efficient because we're doing a million things at once. We're not ever really doing a million things at once. So I like that. I think I'm going to try to implement that. Thank you. Yeah, Rosanna, I also thought that that uh, imagery at the beginning was, was really helpful, the twirling, the smoke. The way you described it in that it sort of almost felt like it really did your experience talking with that friend it felt like it's like this your life life is is like this smoke it's like moving like this and we're like i have to get to this this and this and it's like really hard sometimes to like you're just like you know you can feel yourself being pulled one way but you have these other responsibilities 
I thought there was like um, opportunity there. I keep doing this feedback tonight. I'm going to keep just roll with it. If you wanted to revisit this entry to sort of feel with like, it, it's not random that you were focusing on that smoke. And then that thought came to you. It's like, I wouldn't think it's random personally. It would be more like, oh, that experience when you sort of like softened and like observed something helped you feel like something about this interaction in that day was like that literally for you. And, and how cool to be able to like, bring in this image, this experience, and this sort of perspective that you have as a practitioner into just describing a moment of your day. So, Thank you. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to, I'm going to stick around for a couple of minutes because I want to hear Omkari's entry, um, but I know it's late in some places. We got the intensive this weekend. So Namaste, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, so stoked on this class. Uh, it keeps on blowing me away. Uh, I just loved everyone's entry tonight and it made, made me feel amazing. So thank you so much. Uh, and Jatila is up next week. That's why it's okay that we didn't hear from him tonight because he's actually writing about this sort of for his talk. So I know that he used this session as prep for his talk next week. So I'm sure we'll hear from it. Um, but yeah, Jatila is presenting um, specifically about like pausing and presence, and I'll be alongside him for that. So tune in and have a great rest of your night. Nomkari, if you have a couple of minutes and you want to read, I'll, I'm going to hang out. So cool. Thanks, everyone. Can we stay too if we want? Absolutely. I just didn't want anybody to feel obligated, you know. Okay. Um, here's what I wrote. The curve of a smile, the turn of her head, the way a wave hovers before breaking. Folding the dough for the apple turnover, so sweet and so satisfying. The moments between breaths, the moments between everything. Sometimes I become so enamored with silence, the way the world stops, and I realize that nothingness is glorious. I remember sitting in that sacred place with smoke and ash lifting towards sky in the hours between night and light. Each turn of breath slower and softer my attention settling and sinking into deep peace. Well, I was getting chills like the entire time. So <laughs> I love, love, love entry. It's like, yeah, if you were going to paint the pause on this, that was, yeah, that was lovely. You know, it was fun because I didn't know. I just wanted to work with that word of um, turn and curve. That's all I started with. And that was fun. Yeah, it's so cool where it goes once you just like, sometimes I'm writing, I'm just like, wow, like I never, I, like did this even come out of me? Like it's so neat. Wow. Yeah, it is, it is so beautiful where it sort of, it, it like brought us through relatively normal situations in the day and then it felt like almost like all of that was sort of what you were 
burning up on the yagya during an all-night fire and then <laughs> it's almost like the end of your shift and it's that night light you know space that you described so perfectly and and how like that that space is sort of a almost like a, a closure it feels like uh like the work is done mm. you know i did i did the work like uh, i mean there's is there any cooler feeling as a yogi than the shoshone yagya after doing the work you know and 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 it's like that morning sesh and then you go to breakfast and you feel like you've been up all night even though you just you just been up for you know like let's say two hours and you just feel like like closure almost so you just feel like you're good you're good for you know I, I just remember feeling like that after every yagya but yeah incredible well, quite a journey and like it had this like culmination well thanks for thing. staying <laughs> absolutely thanks everyone for staying so cool and uh, we'll keep this in mind. It feels like it was about five minutes per person. So I think in the future, we'll just sort of try to taper it so that we know we always have enough space for everybody to share. So see you soon. Have a great intensive. See you really soon. <laughs>